This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, welcome to your neighborhood pharmacy. Hi, I've got a prescription for diabetes test strips. How much is the copay? Well, it depends on your type of commercial insurance and factoring in your yearly spend, subtracting the deductibles, also depending on your monthly Ugh, allowance. Why can't there be a better option? Or you could try Contour Next test strips. A 35 counts only $19.99 over the counter and proven to be highly accurate. Go to contournext.com slash radio to see if over-the-counter strips are a more affordable option for you. Hmm, I think I'll try Contour Next. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. And welcome again to Cottage Talk Full Time. I'm Russ Coleman. Joining me right now is Yash Aeneas and Max Cohen. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's 1-0 victory on the road against Cardiff, guys. They find a way to win once again. They hold on a little bit in the end. But you know what? A win is a win. And uh, I think there's still a good amount for us to dissect and talk about during the show. First, I'll go to you, Mr. Cohen. Your opening thoughts. Who needs 7-0 away wins? You know, this is what it's all about. This is what the championship is all about. Uh, these, when you grind out result, when their elbows flying at the end, when Gentleman Jim is fighting with opposing fans on the broadcast, I, I think this is, this is a great win for us. We didn't play well, but it was a battle, and we won the battle. And this is why I think we're going to go up this year. It is the mark of, of It's victories like this. Yeah, completely, completely. Um, and the ref, you know, didn't go our way. We should have well, had a we'll, penalty. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But I'm just delighted we got out of there three points because it seemed at the end that maybe they were getting an equalizer. But we, we held out, and, and that's impressive. It is. It's funny because what's more impressive, Giannis? Is it 
winning 7-0, 6-0, 5-0, or grinding out a victory on the road like this? Actually, I think it's Bournemouth losing. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. The, you know, the, the bus stop in Hounslow. Um, you know what? It's, it is, I mean, the best teams find ways to grind out results. We did today. It's never going to be easy going down there. We have to go down to Swansea soon as well. And um, Cardiff have actually, since the change of manager, done all right. Um, they will be annoyed they didn't get something at Huddersfield. They were minutes away from winning it. But uh, they they gave us the sort of game I, I expected. And we take the one nothing result from some guy. I keep forgetting his name. And then we'll just get ready for Blackburn next Saturday. That's right. We just move on. It's that's the way to do it, guys. It's just to win and move on to the next match. It's we're on to Blackburn. And as long as they keep winning, everything will take care of itself. It's kind of what you're thinking about, Max. It's why are we worried about the teams around us? It's really it's about Fulham. Fulham versus Fulham. They take care of their own stuff. Everything else takes care of what they need to do to get promotion and that's the bottom line do we want to win the league of course but i just want promotion that's number one so guys let's just really get into this and let's start from the beginning there are a couple of surprises with the starting 11 i'm bringing this back mr cohen thoughts on the starting 11 were you surprised you know again we had not heard anything before the match about knee skins i was expecting Robinson and Cabana to be there. They're both missing. And uh, according to the broadcast we watched, it really, as far as I know, has to do with an illness. So what were your thoughts when you saw it at first? Yeah, obviously disappointed not to see Robinson and Cabano in the starting 11. And then the other big call was Shalaba starting instead of Seri alongside Reed. I think it turned out relatively well considering. I don't think Shalaba played well. To be fair, I think his passing was poor and he just kind of seemed off the pace. But I'd rather have a physical presence in there instead of Seri, who, although he's a very talented footballer, that match was not made for Jean-Michel Seri. And I think that's that's why Silva did what he did. So overall, uh, I think the starting 11 was the strongest it could have been in the circumstances. Okay there, Giannis, your thoughts on the starting 11? I think Marco got it right. I mean, if Robbo and... Um, um... Oh my God, Robin and Cabana are not available. Joe Bryan finally got some play, playing time, which first thing I thought, yeah, he's going to get a start. Good, good start. They could always read he's not going to do anything wrong. And Cardiff are animals, the butchers. Sorry. I mean, you know, they, you know, really, they're an agricultural side. Um, and they just, like, really? I mean, so you got left and you got left. And, you, you know, you've over, you've tightened up the left hand side. Shell was giving you physicality. And yep. I looked at him and thought, you know, that's a decent lineup, and you know what, Cam's just put it right. This should be yep. playing rugby, which is ironic because England are playing Wales right now in rugby. They are, and they're winning six nothing. So okay. the ultimate double, the ultimate treble, <laughs> is the Yanis double. Yeah, the Yanis trebles. Fulham win. We stuff the Welsh, and Brent Fodder lose, and Brent Fodder <laughs> did lose again, twenty four points, and all of a sudden, trip, trip, trip. Is that it's like they're on the what do you call it? The pitcher plant, the flies, and then you get the top and slow. And leads, leads could go down too. They, leads could as well. Are, are, the quadruple. So, <laughs> you know what? It's funny because that leads team has been—they've been very unlucky though, because they've had injury after injury after injury, 
and they said I Tottenham mauled them. If you get a chance, watch the fourth goal that Son scored, the setup by Harry Kane. You have got to see to believe. This is why he is a world class player. But you will have to see to believe it. Brilliant goal. Brilliant goal. Okay, excellent stuff, guys. All right, let's get to our analysis of the first half and let's start with the very beginning. Max, just overall, before we break this down, what did you make of Fulham's play in the first half? I mean, we got the goal, and that was the most important thing, but it was it was pretty dull. It and, was. It and the was. whole match, I think, was lacking creativity. Yeah, I would agree with I, that. I think Silva made that made that trade-off. You know, when he started, Shalabo over Seri, Kearney's injured, Cabano's injured. It wasn't going to be the pretty Fulham performance. I thought Carvalho was a bright spot, but overall, we didn't really have any clear-cut chances ascension to the goal and Cardiff probably the best chance of the half when their striker was clear and Rodak came out big shout out yep. to Rodak he's got some stick recently but that was a really big save it, it looked like the team had played a midweek it looked like it was an away match in Wales it, it was that kind of game where it wasn't going to be a seven it wasn't going to be pretty um, but the fact of the matter is what a great goal and, and let's just say Alexander Mitrovic he just continues to astound He's now setting a new record every single match he plays, and it was a great header. I think the short corner worked wonders in that situation. Normally, you don't expect that um, to work. Sometimes you just want the ball hoofed in the box, and that's worked for us many times this season. But the one-twos really brought out the card of defense and created that space for Mitra at the back post when normally you wouldn't have that. So it was very impressed with the way they worked it, and just a great header because it's a tight angle. He has to go across the keeper. And he's done that so many times this year. I mean, 34 times he scored. Remarkable. We still have, you know, 13 matches to play. And he's such an asset. And Mitra had, I think, a very good all-around game today in terms of his dribbling, his one-twos, his passing. Giannis has mentioned this. He seems fitter, slimmer, more mobile than past seasons. And hopefully he can continue this form if we get promoted and play the, the type of style we know he can play in the Premier League. Okay. So over to you, what were you thinking at the half? in regards to what the second half might be? Yeah, I, we knew that Cardiff was going to come out strong at the beginning of the second half, and that did happen. Um, the question is whether we could get that second goal early on. And in the end, it didn't happen. In the end, they did pressure us, and we have to grind out at the end. But I think we knew the onslaught was going to come, and we knew that there was going to have to be some nervy moments of defending. Now, there were some opportunities in the second half, I think, for us to get that second goal. But around the kind of 70-minute mark was our peak. And then after that last 20 minutes, we just kind of sat back um, and decided we'll protect this one goal lead, uh, which I think is different than we've seen in the past. You know, it wasn't quite the forward-thinking, bombarding, attacking that we've become used to from Silva. But it worked. It was effective. But again, it, was, it wasn't a classic full performance. And a heading into that second half, I think you kind of got the feeling that it might just end 1-0. We're not going to, you know, score two or three in the second half. Right. Okay. And uh, Giannis, I'm going to go back to you. Let me bring you back on. Hopefully uh, everything's okay. I, I think we might be having a little feedback on your line, Giannis. Oh, it's probably uh, Scott Parker knocking on the door. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the beginning of the second half, all right? And Cardiff came out fairly strong, Giannis. Your thoughts about how they began? They did exactly what I expected. They throw the kitchen sink at us. Um, I think I think Mitchell's goal locked them on the hill. I think the common thing is worthy of getting a nil, going at the half, the half nil nil. 
beer at home. Uh, they've got a raucous crowd there. They're going to want to put one over. So I thought a few harsh words maybe a hairdryer chucked. And they, and they, they asked some questions early on as we as we expect. That sounds very Mark Hughes-ish, isn't he? At Bradford City, anyway. Yeah. Um, and they and they did, you know, they they did what they needed to do. Um, oh, lots of static. So you know what? I'm gonna. I maybe what I'll do. And I'll okay. Come back in one minute. Okay, not a problem, Giannis. Come back in there, Giannis. And Max, over to you. And let's talk about what happened shortly after that. And uh, I'm sure Giannis will have some thoughts about this because I don't like to do this. I don't like to talk about the ref as much as we've been talking about. But you know what? I think we have to talk about it again. So let's talk about this. Should Fulham have been rewarded a penalty? Now, I've watched this several times. I think that they should have. They win regardless, but your thoughts about the situation, I don't like to talk about these situations, but to me, it looks like Fulham deserved a penalty with a handball. Your thoughts? I don't, I don't know what you mean. You don't, you don't like to talk about it. We love talking about the referee. What are you talking about, Ross? Um, just, just kidding. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's a clear penalty. Okay. I mean, Aiden Flint moves his hand to block the ball. Yep. I think why the ref doesn't give it is because it is on the higher part of the arm. It's, it's not like it's his hand. Yeah, I mean, come on. He clearly moves it. It's clearly trying to block the cross from going into the, the six-yard box. That's so blatant. Um, and now it's two Saturdays in a row this has happened to us. It's, it's just frustrating because you would have backed us to score that. Then it's 2-0. Then it's a different right. story. They just seem very cautious. And, you know, maybe last week I gave a pretty impassioned plea not to get VAR in the championship. I mean, this <laughs> this to me was, was so clear-cut. I'm like, well, maybe we do need VAR. Who knows? But wow. just a terrible call. Just a terrible wow. call. <laughs> well, Giannis, we might have won Max over here with uh, VAR. Your thoughts about this, Giannis, and while you were dialing back in, we were talking about the ref, and not that I enjoy talking about the ref. I know people like to hear talk about the ref. I'd rather talk about the actual football. But your thoughts, should this have been a penalty? Yes, it should, and the refereeing has been terrible on the new VAR. And I'll tell you, interestingly, you're talking about the VAR, um, because, and then getting the right calls. There was a call in the Europa League, and I can't think of the game, on Thursday night, where a referee booked a striker for simulation in a box and then got called to VAR, and it turned out to be a penalty. So that's why you've got VAR, to make the right call. And okay. um, to me, yeah, upper arm, yeah, maybe. But I think the distance away from the from where the ball was struck, to me, it's a penalty. We've not had a lot of those recently. Some some of this refereeing is just beyond shocking. It, it's yep. really poor. And if you've got VAR, at least you've got some of this. I, I like the notion of the third point. You've got, you, you've got your referee and you've got your assistant referees. Okay. But you've got somebody in the truck that can actually, you know, look at it objectively right. and make oh. Right. And I, I want to share this with you guys because we'll talk about this at the end. We're talking about Man of the Match. I actually agree with Chris Davidson here. Rocky, gentleman, Jim, Man of the Match. Anyone that watched this live knows what we're talking about because, Max, Jim was going back and forth with a supporter during the match, especially near the end. I've never heard a situation like that before. What, what were your thoughts when you started hearing that? <laughs> it was bizarre. I mean, we've heard it earlier this earlier this season against Luton Town, but this was an But not double. to this extent. So I, I, for those of you who didn't hear it, essentially there was a Cardiff City supporter right by a gentleman, Jim, yep. um, and Jamie, who was just giving abuse to the ref. 
And the abuse then started to be directed at Gentleman Jim, talking about decisions. You know, at one point he wanted Mitrovic sent off. Yep. And normally, you know, what we hear is Gentleman Jim just kind of complaining, you know, to us, to the audience, saying, oh, we've got like a crazy person here. Not this. He was engaging. And, and you realize a couple of seconds in, you're like, hold up. He's actually talking, arguing, yelling at the Cardiff City fan. Um, and, and it went on, you know, for, for a good couple of minutes. And then in the match, uh, the, the fan called him some choice words that we're not going to repeat here. And, and Gentleman Jim didn't, didn't go that far to call it back, but you know he wanted to. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it was just hilarious. But that, that's what you get in an away match. You know, I, I've been to the Cardiff City Stadium. Didn't get that kind of abuse, you know, where we're in the away end. But, you know, that's what happens when you're surrounded by away supporters. But it was completely bizarre. The worst thing was at the end when I think it was NG, uh, their center back. It wasn't Flynn. It was another another guy. Right. Elbow Cavalero, one of the clearest red cards I've ever seen. Now, it's obviously the ref didn't see it because if he sees it, it's a red. So I can't blame yep. the ref, but just wasn't paying attention. Just disgusting off the ball. Three-match ban, surely, coming. And yep. – and the fan just kept saying, oh, the ref didn't see it. How can he call that? Even though it was a head injury. So just really, really, really terrible stuff. But it made the win even sweeter, I think. See, for me, this is what we would call Giannis a homer. No matter what, we're going to go with what is good for Cardiff. He's going to complain about everything that Fulham do. But this was really, it was funny at the time, but it kept going on and on and on. But it goes back to, our discussion about, like I said, the, the ref, it's just very bad quality, but I, I just found that interesting and uh, to call man of the match for gentleman, Jim. And uh, that's a good shout. I, I just think it's funny, but that's a good shout. You know what? I, I, I it's funny. I agree. We, we've got to we, where I, I live. Um, I, you know, I follow obviously Maple Leafs in hockey, but just yep. down the road is Buffalo. And of course, uh, Buffalo have the, the Sabres, those are in the national hockey league. And they've got a, a commentator named Rick Generate. <laughs> and listening to Gentleman Jim is like listening to Rick Generate. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no there's no objection. But Johnny Moe's for me. Johnny yeah. Moe's was the same way with the Boston Celtics going way Just, back. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to, you know, shut your mouth. <laughs> and, 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 and to be fair, I thought it was funny because, because gentlemen, you know, they're in the box. This yep. is the entertainment industry. He's covering... He's covering the Fulham game, but part of the game is having the fans, especially when you're away yep. from home. And he he knows as well as anyone you're going to get jib, and and you can take jib, providing yep. it doesn't cross a line. And yep. today it crossed the line, and gentleman Jim just decided I'm I'm uncomfortable with this. I've got yep. to say a few words, and he did. And I and I was laughing my head off because yep. I thought it was brilliant. And you know what? As Steve Reynolds put in the chat I about. Saw. Have told him, yeah, he didn't, which is good. But it'd been funny if he did. What you, what's the club going to do? Rep him like, like really? You're like, hey, come on, you're getting abused from left, right, and centre. You you got to defend yourself, and at some point you got to say, just just get the bleep out of here. Get out of here. Yep. Oh, rubbish. Well, Steve put it the best. Another poor ref. We grounded out, and that is why we will be champions. And that goes back to it, Max. How we started this show because this is the type of match that champions win. Do I want them to be champions? Yes. More importantly for me is to gain promotion. But this is what it's about, man. What's better, 7-0 or grinding it out against Cardiff? I might lean towards grinding it out against Cardiff because I think that's harder to do when you start getting on a roll, you know. And, and again, it's it's impressive to score seven goals. But to grind it out 
on the road like this, you said it from the beginning. It's huge. Yeah, it, it is what the championship is all about. Um, I, I do prefer the 7-0 wins. I, I was kidding a bit at the beginning, but we have to appreciate these two. Absolutely. Um, and it's even more sweet because of what we described, because of the hostile atmosphere, right. because of the way Cardiff, you know, from minute one, sought to, you know, just have cheap fouls, get in our faces, try to disrupt our style of play. When, when you win and when you show a side that you can't just ruffle our feathers, that we're going to stand strong, that's even more satisfying than right. when teams roll over and give us no opposition. So, yeah, a win is a win. Exactly um, from Dean and here. And I think, um, I think someone said in the chat that we've won 10 of our last 12 in the league. Um, I'm not sure if that's, that's, that's true, but I mean, it's, it seems very plausible considering right. the run we've been on. I mean, I know that was our first loss of the new year last Saturday. Right. And, and I know we drew Blackpool. But apart from that, I think it's been absolutely superb. And it doesn't seem like the impressive heights of, you know, the six goals, seven goals we had earlier in 2022. But it's still the same three points, three points, three points. The goal difference is just increasing with each win. And yeah, Bournemouth came back and got the win. But who cares about them? You know, we'll go up regardless of of what they do. Of course, it'd be nice if they don't get second. But I, I just see this as like a juggernaut match to match. We just keep getting the wins. And today was a great example of that. Right. And I'm going to share this from Cam here. Bournemouth grinding it out to Huddersfield informed team almost relieved the Blades lost good side. This is all true. Okay. But when we had our bad form, teams like Bournemouth, Giannis, they were losing. They have losing streaks. You have the situation with Huddersfield town, Blackburn. Again, they're getting hot and, and fair point on Huddersfield Town. I think they're playing great. And of course, what's been going on with Bournemouth lately, but Fulham are just continually to be consistent. That's why they're going to be champions, Giannis. Agreed. I mean, when we went on a negative run, I think it was four draws out of five. Yep. So it wasn't even as if we were losing games, we were picking up points. Right. And, and, and they so, were losing and we're talking about Bournemouth. And, and I, I have to stick this one in because it's, it's um, I've got to mention it. So you're talking about Sheffield United. Millwall have won four on the trot. I don't know what's going on down there, but they have gone. They're on this run right now, where maybe, just maybe, they may sneak into the playoffs. They don't have too far to go, and right. uh, don't carry routes down there. It's always these teams seem to have these great runs after we beat them. Right. You know, Blackburn went in this absolute tear. Huddersfield, when we thumped them up there, went on, you know, on the tear. Millwall the same, um, but they can keep fighting each other. As long as we keep winning and we do have some difficult games to come up, um, we're going to be just fine. And don't forget, we've got games in hand um, on everybody but Bournemouth. And the Bournemouth, um, well, the Bournemouth thing, I mean, they've got to play 10 games in 35 days. That's going to be a tough ask. Right. Okay, very good stuff. All right, guys, to finish up the show, we're going to talk about man of the match. And if you're watching Listening Live, let us know who was your man of the match. Okay, Mr. Cohen, I'm going to give you first shot at this. I'm actually going to agree with man of the match from my friend Chris Davidson. I'm going to give it to Gentleman Jim. I gave another one to St. Emma, Steve Reynolds' wife, so why not? I'll go with Gentleman Jim. But for you, who was your man of the match? Yeah, it has to be Mitra, just on, on the basis of he's, him scoring the winning goal. Um, just He does it so consistently that it's just become second nature. It's the easiest bet in football, Alexander Mitrich, to score first. 
it's it's remarkable. Again, we almost come used to it the season that he's having, but it's so yep. unbelievably exceptional that we have right. to sometimes take a step back and say, this is not normal. He's scoring almost every single match he plays in. And and he's showing no signs of stopping. I mean, strikers have hot and cold patches. Right. He's been hot since August, you know? Um, and, and that's just really impressive. I think the defenders played well, but to me, have to single out the goal score. Okay, excellent. Okay, I'm going to share some here. Let's see. We've got from... Camp Scott Music says Carvalho. Let's see. Dave Cronin says Vic Green did well today. Giannis, how about you? Um, I thought I thought Mitra had a very, very good game. But I, unbelievably, I am going to give it to Gentleman Jim. I'm going to give it to Gentleman Jim because remember it's the match, right? And I just think that I mean it wasn't a, it wasn't the most exciting game. It was dull in parts, but the the interchange with GJ and and that bugger in the stands, I thought was just classic. And if there's anybody out there that can do a very best of Gentleman Jim, please do it. Put it on YouTube. Do what you can. Because <laughs> I know he's a homer. We love him. We don't yep. care. And the Mitra thing, as Max has said, I mean, this is insanity. He's the best striker I've seen for Fulham since Ivor. Right. And I think Ivor was a very different striker. Um, I think a more intelligent striker. But I, but but Mitro has this year it's taken up a level in terms of his technical ability. I mean, as I've, I've talked about his passing, I've talked about his vision. His vision, um, thirty-four goals is difficult to get, but it's he instinctively now knows where to go, and it's just it is it's just it's a it's a season for the ages, and okay. we should absorb. And I hope Fulham do, you know, they do the calendar thing. I hope they do a special book pop-up book, yep, just for Mitro for this year, just to celebrate. What is an incredible achievement. And then get lots of pictures in and da-da-da because that'll sell like hotcakes and I'll be the first to buy one. Okay, excellent stuff. All right, I'm going to share some more comments. Let's see. Giannis, this is for you, for being Converse Male Model of the Year. So let's see. I've had this 20 years. It's looking a little – it's looking as worn as Scott Parker's frowns. <laughs> Dave Curran, the most unbiased commentator out there. Yeah, uh, I don't think Gentleman Jim would be known as the most unbiased, but yes, we love Gentleman Jim. He doesn't care. More, some more shout-outs for Gentleman Jim. Gentleman Jim is a legend. Like I said, if you just accept Jim for who he is, and we all do, understand that he is a homer, but we love him, just like we have announcers here. Max, you probably have him in D.C. Same thing. They're ours, and we accept that it's not – a national broadcast. It's for Fulham fans. So, of course, there's going to be some bias. I see Max with a grin. Come on, Max. Tell, tell me you don't like Gentleman Jim. What, I, love, I, love, I love Gentleman Jim. I love him. He's going to stand up for us no matter what, even if he's wrong. And that's the best part because right. it's it's a Fulham TV. Exactly. That's, that, that's what Exactly. We it's not the BBC. It's not Talk Sport. It's Fulham. It's FFC TV. Yeah, and you know what? At least he knows how to pronounce Tete and Kearney, you know, that, that's that's the best part. You don't have to deal with announcers who want to put their own spin on our, our players. So. Okay. Okay. Before we wrap this up, I do want to mention, and again, thank you everyone who watches and listens to Cottage Talk. If you are watching us, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. I keep just mentioning that. Please do subscribe. It helps film fans find us. 
The numbers keep going up. I even saw Giannis subscribe. Thank you, Giannis, for subscribing to the YouTube channel. Sorry, I thought I'd done it. I, and my apologies, Russ. I thought I'd done it much earlier. I, really, genuinely. I was horrified. <laughs> if, yeah, I was horrified, well, but I haven't on. done it. It's That's no problem, Giannis. But again, like I, I mentioned, and Emilio keeps talking to me about it. It's like, you know, we just have to keep mentioning it so people find us. So please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh we really appreciate that. Please one do more, subscribe. One more thing, Ross. Actually, go ahead. That, that happened today. Well, I think Steve's just mentioned. We can we can mention what's happening, obviously yep. in Eastern Europe. But Barnsley did something really really cool today. They I um, saw. Yeah, the the yellow and blue, and I yep. I I, the, I think the reaction of the, the, what's going on in Eastern Europe, um, the the level of venom directed against. The, the, I'm not even going to name the country. The intruders. Globally, yep. has been astonishing, and wouldn't it be nice if I mean I know that the Champions League has been moved from St Petersburg. Yep. Nations are now boycotting playing that country in in the World Cup. You know, um, playoffs. Wouldn't it be great if you had things like you know, um, ninety two teams, you know, unified in terms of like signs before games, uh, changing their badges to yellow and blue temporarily. I mean, you know, do it around the world. It's a powerful right. message. It so is. It really, really is. And um, I, thoughts and prayers with the Ukrainians right now um, because it, it's a, a horrible situation. It, and, it and is, that's how it resolves quick. I hope so, too. It really is. It's funny. Probably most people, you know, and again, I, I should speak for just me. I know some Ukrainians, and uh, I feel terrible for them. I heard of a story of uh, a Ukrainian woman who actually has Russian relatives and the confliction between what's going on. It's really horrible. It's put all of these people in harm's way. We're talking about the Ukrainians and um, one person's in charge of all of this and it continues to go on. And hopefully sooner than later, it stops because uh, we all want peace and, uh, I agree with you, Giannis. I, I want solidarity. Anything anyone wants to do to show solidarity to Ukraine, I'm all for that. So I'm glad that you mentioned that, my friend. Max, final thoughts before we go. Yeah, I just want to echo everything you guys said on the on the Russian invasion. You know, it's just a, it's a needless war. It's going to cause a lot of death, and it's just yep. a terrible tragedy and, and senseless tragedy. Um, and hopefully, you know, the club or the league does something to show support because that's what Ukraine needs right now: support. Um, yeah. On a, on a more football related note, though, just to uh, close off the show on Mitrovic. Yep. He scored 34 goals. He's given seven assists in 31 matches. But the real stat which stands out is that the goals per 90 minutes, 1.13. And that means 80 minutes per goal. That's crazy. And and the next best in the league is uh, Barrett and Diaz with um, a goal every 125 minutes. That just shows how far out Mitrovic is, not only in history, but from his peers this season. And we're just really fortunate to be witnessing that. Okay. All right. Great stuff. Before we go, I'm just going to share this from our friend Claire. Lots of love to you guys. Claire, lots of love to you. We're always thinking of you, Claire. And uh, Claire Parrish, this is uh, Paul Parrish's daughter. And Claire, just thank you for all the support you've given us, for everything you've done for Cottage Talk. We are there for you. You need anything? You know I'm just a phone call away, Clara, and I'm going to end that way, okay? And let's share this from Steve Leder, who just said the same thing about Claire. All right, great show, guys, but let's wrap this up. 
For Max Cohen and Yashinez, I'm Russ Cohen. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.